You're listening to Bexer in the Morning, hosted by Spotify. Hello, Americans. This is Jeb Bexer, broadcasting live from Satellite 2. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Bexer in the Morning. I am your host, Jet Bexer, and this is the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And yeah, we, we've gotten to the end of January already. Time flies while you're having fun. Made a little noise. And, and Pollux is right on target. I mean, he said, let's start that timer. You know, he, he knows his job now. So we got the timer going, and we've got a lot to talk about today. And what a beautiful week we've had. And, and people call it dreary. Well, yeah, we can't see the blue sky. We can't see the sun. But we needed rain in this part of Texas. And we're getting rain across the south. And you know what that does in the spring? Well, we're, we're going to have... There we go with the interruptions already. That barfing was a, a text message from my daughter. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, <laughs> I keep myself entertained now. Uh, here we go again. Listen to this. <laughs> I have customized tones and notifications and ringtones for all my friends and family. Well, not all of them. Uh, I think I've set four so far, and uh, that's Isabella's. <laughs> and she knows this thing goes off on rapid fire if she texts me like one quick message after another. She knows it. <laughs> and so she knows that uh, it just keeps saying that over and over again and hearing the guy barf in the background. Anyway, we'll try to keep the... Let's see if we can mute our phone here. Uh, muting, 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 ring volume. I'm not doing so well today. Let, let's get this thing turned off. There we go. <clears throat> now I wonder if we'll hear the timer when it goes off. Maybe it'll flash at me. Anyway, let's get back on track. Yeah, we've gotten some good rain this week, and that's good for spring flowers. So look forward to that. I am. Blue bonnets are already coming up in my yard. I've got a yellow rose waiting to get in the ground. It's chomping at the bit. I did finally get it into a pot. So yeah, let's get right back to, to what we're working on here. Spreading the word of God. The fourth Sunday in ordinary time, the first reading comes from the book of Deuteronomy. And it goes like this. Get my laptop in the right place. It's blocking my view. I need a better setup here. Studio 1A is a very cramped place. We love it, but come on. I have to be able to read the screen. From the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verse 15 through 20. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, <clears throat> Drank some water. After the people took a water break, Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, 
Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up from them a prophet like you, from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord from the book of Deuteronomy. Thanks be to God. And the responsorial psalm this Sunday is number 95. A very familiar psalm. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And this is going to go right back to where I'm going to preach about after the break, after we read the gospel. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And what I'm referring to today on January 25th, yes, we pre-record these episodes, is the today is the feast day of the conversion of Paul. Uh, the man named Saul, who persecuted Christians, uh, put them in prison spoke out against Jesus most fervently, but was converted by the resurrected Christ on the road to Damascus. So that is, that is our feast day today. And this is very uh, poignant that uh, the psalm for this fourth Sunday in, uh, in ordinary time this Sunday is, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts and that is what happened with Paul on the road to Damascus. The second reading is from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Speaking of Paul, here we are. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about things of the world, how he may please his wife and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. And, and Paul is not saying, well, married people can't be about the things of the Lord. They just have more responsibilities. And uh, he must have been getting, you know, word back from their, you know, their representative who wrote letters back from Corinth to Paul, who was in prison. They must have been anxious about, well, you know, are we supposed to be single and spreading the word? And what about our families? What about our, our children, our married lives? And they must have been anxious about that. And he said, uh, I want you to be free of this anxiety. Stop worrying about what I say about spreading the word. Uh, you can do both. You can have a family and spread the word of God. So he says, I don't want you to feel uh, like you have to have one or the other. You can't have both. But the Lord should be 
your first and foremost, uh, it should be number one in your life. I mean, and, and since you're a married person, if you have children, if you're the head of a family, you have extended family, it's your duty to spread the word of God to them. Even though you, marry, you are married, even though you're married and you have your responsibilities, that's one of them. Being the head of a family, being a part of a family, particularly if you are the head of a, you know, if you are the patriarch or the matriarch, it's your responsibility to educate the little ones and those that are less uh, knowledgeable in, in ways of the Lord. It's your responsibility to, to spread that word to them, to keep them in the fold, and then encourage them to do the same to spread the word of God to their family and friends as they grow older and get married. That's what Paul is saying, not to be anxious. You know, you don't have to be like myself to be a single man. You don't have to be like the apostles where they left their family and friends to follow Jesus. There was anxiety, you know, when they learned about the, the men who followed Jesus, uh, you know, the 12 apostles. And I imagine that's what uh, this letter is about. But as Paul is saying, you do not need to worry about such things. You can be married and spread the word of God. And in fact, you're called to do so. So if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's why that psalm is related to these readings today. Ah, yeah, there's our timer. When we come back from the break, We'll dive right in to the gospel, which is a gospel according to Matthew. And uh, we'll get to that straight up. We'll be right back to Bexar in the morning right after these words. Welcome back to Bexer in the Morning. I am your host, Jet Bexer. They threw a curveball at me, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. The gospel acclamation is from Matthew, and the gospel itself is from the book of the writings of Mark, the gospel of Mark. So let's dive right into it. Wasn't that a great song at the break? Oh, I love that song. The gospel acclamation. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light 
has arisen. Boy, that's right down the, the theme of you know the conversion of Paul, of the conversion of Saul on the road to Damascus. A great light overshadowed him. He was it was a blinding light. He couldn't even see Jesus. All he could do was, was hear his voice. Boy, I can relate to that. Here we go. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Then they came to Capernaum. And on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I, re I remember this part from Jesus of Nazareth, the movie, the miniseries, back in the 70s, when Jesus was preaching in the synagogue, and all of a sudden, uh, a man cries out, and he's... Uh, possessed with an unclean spirit with with a, a demon he's he's uh he's he's going crazy and jesus takes one look at the guy and just very calmly says leave him and immediately the the unclean spirit the devil the demon the spirit of this demon leaves this poor boy you know he's a teenager the father was distraught that his son had been uh, possessed. And uh, Jesus just kind of took a glance at him and said, leave him. And it was just a most powerful scene. You know, many powerful scenes in the miniseries Jesus of Nazareth. And uh, it was a wonderful scene when the young man, after he comes to, he looks at his father and the father knows that his son is back, and uh, this this awful pestilence has, has left his son's body because of Jesus. It was an amazing thing. This is a wonderful gospel, and we don't hear it too often, you know. It's every three years from the gospel of Mark. But getting back to today's feast day, and I also want to make a shout out to good old St. Francis de Sales, whose feast day was yesterday. He is a doctor of the church, and I believe he was from Italy. I, I, I don't have his profile pulled up on my good old laptop here. But yesterday was his feast day, and as I've said before, I keep a, a card, a holy card of St. Francis de Sales on my desk, and... Uh, Pray the prayer for his intercession for whenever I write. This is Keith R. Reese. I just kicked Jet out of the director's chair here in the comfy confines of Studio 1A. Up here on dry satellite 2, we kind of had to get out of Texas for a little while and come to 2095. It was raining too much. <laughs> We're getting waterlogged down there. 
But we need it. The blue bonnets need it. The wildfires, the wildfires, the wildflowers. It would have put out a wildfire, that's for sure. We got over four inches of rain in central Texas. No telling what they got in Louisiana. I heard it was quite a downpour the other night. And a heck of an electrical storm, thunder, lightning. That's always fun to try and get some sleep with. But, yeah, we needed the rain, and, and for the allergies around here, oh, my gosh, what a blessing from the good Lord above. That will probably quash anything from a cedar tree. <laughs> I was mocking them yesterday while I was on my bike ride. I, I saw some cedar trees that were quite water waterlogged, and I'm going, that's what you get <laughs> when you're trying to bring misery to everyone. Yes, I know they have their place in the natural order of things, but the cedar trees did need some cold water thrown on them in the way of rain, and we got it. And I think that will put an end to the cedar season, the allergy season of mountain cedar here, and the namesake, Cedar Park. <laughs> Somebody asked me, I said, why is it called Cedar Park? I said, it's because of the dang trees. <laughs> they named the whole city after these trees. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the road to Damascus. And there, before we get to Paul, I keep interrupting myself. How much time do we have, Pollux? He's like, I don't know. Did you start the timer? We got three minutes. Made some noise. A friend of mine that lives at sea, Juvie, she is attending weekly uh, worship services, gospel reading services, where they, a non-denominational crowd gathers on the cruise ship that she works on, and uh, they listen to and discuss the Bible which is good. You know, they don't have a church on the ship. They don't have priests that can say mass unless they, you know, just happen to catch mass at one of their stops. And uh, certain crew members that want to keep up with their Catholic or Christian religion, you know, their, their reading of the Bible and studying the Word of God, they do get together on the cruise ship once a week. And they sing and have fellowship and she enjoys it, she tells me, and uh, it's better than nothing. I tell you what, I, I would be going myself uh, if I worked on a ship like that. You know, I would go to Mass whenever I could, but there are many times where you can't even get off the ship when you're at certain stops. So you have to adhere to your employer's demands, and if you have to stay on and work, you have to stay on and work. So it's usually at sea when you get to have these uh, fellowship gatherings and study the Bible. And this particular Friday, which is tomorrow, my friend Juvie gets to do the preaching. And uh, she sent me a copy of <clears throat> what she's been studying in preparation for her time to, to spread the Word of God and uh, in, in how she sees it and how she is interpreting the Holy Spirit coming through her. And what she sent me was the second book of Timothy, verse chapter 2, verse 15. So Second Timothy in the NIV version of the Bible uh, reads this way. Chapter 2, verses verse 15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So what does that mean? Well, we have to rely on, we have to have faith in the Holy Spirit. 
And that, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm sitting here in my studio, my crucifix is above the door, and I do the sign of the cross before I do any of my shows and ask that the Holy Spirit come and speak through me. And that's what, we're, that's what Timothy is saying here in his second letter. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. We want to please God. Yes, we want to please others in our lives, but when it comes to spreading the word of God, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for the people listening to us. But we're not doing it to get attention. We're not, going, we're not doing it to get fame or make ourselves look important to others. We're wanting ourselves to look important to God. We're wanting to please God. That should be our first. And there's my, there's the end. We're going way over today because we're going to get to Paul. We want to present ourselves to God first and foremost. We want to please God when we're spreading the word of Jesus Christ. That's what Timothy is saying here. And that's what Juvie is going to be preaching about on the cruise ship. I wish I was there. I wish I was a fly on the wall. Actually, I wish I was there as one of the crew. <laughs> Being able to take part in these, um, these uh, fellowship and, and uh, worship services, Bible study. Of course, I would be there. And uh, she is a wonderful person to listen to as far as uh, spreading the word of God. She is very knowledgeable. She knows the Bible very well, a lot better than I do. And I would have never known to look up this verse, but that's what she's basing her homily on this Friday. So best of luck to her. And uh, may the Holy Spirit be strong when she delivers her word. And I know she's going to be happy and full of life and full of God's spirit. And uh, it will be a, a wonderful time there on the encore. But today is the conversion of Paul, a very important feast day. And as I back up on my website of the Catholic Bishops, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, let's go back to today, which is January 25th, the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And I will just read one reading here from the first since, you know, some people, a lot of people don't get to daily Mass, which I do not either. But we'll have a special reading today and make this a little bit longer episode. So just bear with me. From the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 22, verse 3 through 16. Paul addressed the people in these words. I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Sicilia, but brought up in this city. At the feet of Gamaliel, I was educated strictly in our ancestral law and was zealous for God, just as all you are today. I persecuted this way to death, binding both men and women and delivering them to prison. Even the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify on my behalf. Far from them, I even received letters to the brothers and set out for Damascus to bring back to Jerusalem in chains for punishment those there as well. On that journey as I drew near to Damascus, about noon a great light from the sky suddenly shone around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I replied, Who are you, sir? 
And he said to me, I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. My companion saw the light, but did not hear the voice of the one who spoke to me. I asked, What shall I do, sir? The Lord answered me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told about everything appointed for you to do. Since I could see nothing because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by my companions and entered Damascus. A certain Ananias, a devout observer of the law, and highly spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and stood there and said, Saul, my brother, regain your sight. And at that very moment I regained my sight and saw him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors designated you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the sound of his voice, for you will be his witness before all to what you have seen and heard. Now, why delay? Get up and have yourself baptized and your sins washed away, calling upon his name. The word of the Lord. And that's the uh, the first reading for today's daily Mass, uh, Thursday, January 25th. What a wonderful, and I use the word powerful a lot, but golly, it's, it's, it fits. It's a powerful story. The conversion of Paul and the person who, who cleans his sight, who brings back his sight, Ananias, he's a saint also. Look it up. Yeah, Ananias, I had to look it up myself. He is a saint. He is the one that gave Paul back his sight. And they say, and there's a, a supplemental reading that from the book of Acts, the, the story is told three different times in the Acts of the Apostles. In chapter 9, it says that there were scales on Saul's eyes. And uh, once Ananias spoke to him, the scales fell away. And he says, uh, see again. See the light again, and uh, you know his sight was re was restored, and that is the miracle probably most likely attributed to Saint Ananias. Ananias, and so yeah, Paul is instrumental, as uh, Father Richard, my cousin, says in his RB words, uh, he is instrumental in spreading the word of God. You know, they, they call it, what did, how did he put it? Uh, his preaching of the body of Christ uh, as he spreads, you know, to, to the eastern parts of the Roman Empire. Uh, Paul's mission is, is called, I like the second, uh, that he, he is called the second founder of Christianity as he, his preaching reached into the far uh, realm of the Roman Empire on the eastern side. And, you know, that's where Corinth and in the parts of Greece and all these letters that he wrote to uh, many parts of the Roman Empire, including the Romans themselves. So Paul is definitely instrumental in spreading the word of God and spreading Christianity. And so this is a very important day in the calendar of our Catholic and Christian faith. The conversion of Paul. So we're way over time. I thank you for sticking with us for this uh, fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're right at 30 minutes. Pollux is chomping at the bit to get to the air hockey table. And uh, I also have a tea time with CC2 up on the moon at Tycho Beach. So uh, 
let's get it going. And I think we're going to have some sunshine this weekend. We'll be very happy with that. And we're very grateful for the rain that we've gotten. So we'll see you next week and have a wonderful weekend. And uh, keep spreading the word of God. Be good Christians. Spread the word to your families. And be unashamed. And that is what Second Timothy is all about. And good luck to Juvie on her preaching tomorrow night. For Jet Bexer, I am author Keith Arries saying good day, folks. Bexer in the Morning is brought to you by our friends at Spotify. Hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese and a product of Reese Podcasting, a division of K.R. Reese Enterprises. Thank you for listening.